You're in the barbershop, friend. Welcome. As a FBA, these are my goals and what I advocate. All right. Number one. The spirit of black nationalism as a means to an end, not the actual end. Number two, a political, social, and cultural system dominated by FBA in America. Number three, the writing and publishing of a book for FBA containing a complete code of behavior to be practiced by FBA and anchored in accomplishing the main goal. And number four, and this is prob probably the most important, the main goal is to end white supremacy. Uh, now, these are some important facts to remember for tonight's discussion. First, whites dominate everywhere on the planet. That means that, you know, racism is not just limited to some uh, geographical location somewhere on Earth. All right. It's not that the practice of racism was just limited to the South. Racism was practiced all over the United States and racism is practiced all over the world on every inch of this planet. All right. The effects of racism, uh, they are there. All right. Now, so whites dominate everywhere on the planet. The extent to which they dominate decreases daily. Three, power is not stagnant. All right, power is always moving and uh, it's always moving to different hands. History teaches us this. Four, it is not impossible for minorities to dominate majorities. All right, there are many instances in history in which minorities dominate majorities there are also mechanisms preventing the minority from becoming tyrannical in and of themselves all right white people globally are a minority group but majorities tend to dominate in representative democracies next laws are just words on paper and can be changed. Policies are just words on paper and can be changed. Both, however, mean nothing without the power to enforce them. And see, we must remember, this is what the Civil War was about. Federal government said that slavery was no longer acceptable and the states pushed back. All right, the states, they pushed back. See, the federal government could uh, they could declare, you know, whatever they wanted to declare. All right. Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation declared that all slaves in the rebellious states were to be freed. Well, declaring and making laws, that's one thing. But until you have the power or until you show a willingness to enforce those laws, it means nothing to those people who are supposed to obey and who are supposed to follow. All right. Policies and let and laws, all right, legislation, they're just words on paper and they can be changed. But again, um, they don't mean anything without the power to enforce them. Very important. 
Next, power resides with any unchallenged governing body viewed as having the sole authority to collect tax revenue within a nation. This is something that FEA need to, uh, you know, we need to always remember. All right. See, we like to think about starting organizations and what we're going to do with our big, bad organizations. And all right, that's all fine and all that. But, you know, starting some organization or several organizations, this is not ultimately the path to ending white supremacy. Ultimately, you have to be in positions of power where, where you're collecting from a tax base. All right. This, you know, we talk about nationalism and having a nation, this and that. Well, that's where that's ultimately where your power comes from. It comes from a majority of the people who you're who you're collecting taxes from. Now, if you're not collecting taxes, then you're not truly a dominant force, period. Remember that. Black nationalism does not end white supremacy. Speaking of nationalism, black nationalism does not, my friend, end white supremacy. And last and certainly not least, the problem is white people. Barbershop. Greetings, and thank you for listening to The Barbershop. During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. Well, I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters, people like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life, despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns, with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you. Too bad. It's too bad.
too bad, baby But I gotta face reality It's too bad, it's too bad Too bad, baby But I gotta face reality Today you had a visitor Or should I say an old friend But wait a minute That's not where it is, no Is there something That you wanna tell me? Cause I'm believing what your friends say About your hidden secrecies And girlfriend She wasn't disrespectful In fact She's a hundred percent sure And how can I argue with her Holding on baby with eyes she like said, She said it's your child The barbershop is black owned and independent Make sure you do your part to keep it that way Support now. Thanks. Gotta face reality. There can never be. There can never be any more of us. One denies hurting me. Yes, so precious. She said she never wanted to hurt me. And could I understand? She's afraid and alone. She said a real woman wouldn't do this over the phone. And that you told her about me after the baby was born. Girlfriend, she wasn't disrespectful. In fact, she's a hundred percent sure. Baby, with eyes like yours, she said it's your child.
out of your box and listen to me, baby. I have a deal for you, baby, that will change your life. I want to change your life, baby, but you have to listen and listen closely. If you have male children, if you have male children, then I have a ticket for you out of government housing, the projects, the ghetto. You're sitting at your kitchen table, if you can afford a kitchen table, and you wondering how you going to pay that light bill. Baby, I can't help with that because that's a short-term problem. But if you want long-term wealth, capita, baby JR can make it happen for you. But you got to invest now. Strike while the iron is hot, daddy. Now listen to me. If you have male children, send them to baby JR's Basketball Training Camp and Services Incorporated, daddy. There, they will learn all the fundamentals needed to turn pro. Dribbling, layups, jump shots. They learn it all at baby JR's, daddy. If you want your little Jamal, your little Malcolm, your little Ishmael to be the next Trey Young, baby, then you will send them to Baby JR's Basketball Training Camp and Services Incorporated, Daddy. My credentials are second to none, baby. I've taken thugs out of the slums of Philly, the heartache of Cleveland, and the misery of Detroit to the bright lights that is fame and fortune, baby. This could be you and your baby, your strong Christian alpha male baby, if you have enough guts and courage to call and send payment now, baby. But time is ticking. You don't have all day, baby. There are no other options for you, daddy. Your little Reggie don't need a diploma, baby. He don't need no fancy law degree, daddy. No bougie medical license to practice medical, baby. He just need a basketball and alpha male guidance, daddy. That is all. We are on all social media, baby. Worldwide. Contact us now. Operators standing by. They're in the chat waiting to help you change your life, baby. If you want big time contracts, fine wining and dining, expense accounts and trips all over the world, baby. If you want this for your retirement, then you will make this investment. If you call now, we have a deal. We have a deal waiting just for you, baby. For a limited time only, if you act right now, you will receive a package deal. Baby JR's basketball training camp services and coverage from Heisenberg Legal Branding and Marketing to ensure, to ensure that when your little Jamal misbehaves, baby, that his image and reputation is not severely damaged. It don't get no sweeter. God bless. Thank you. I swore, you heard, <laughs> that I'd never rap about another nigga on a record. That's the thing to the game that I'd never borrow from another nigga. <laughs> and I'd never work for the white man. Never. Some say we did it. They call us killers. Who we be? True niggas. Some say we did it. They call us killers. Who we be? True niggas. Some say we did it. They call us killers. Who we be? True niggas. Got more gangs than the average on the street. I'm a savage. Trying to flip this motherfucking car.
murder lifted click that I hang with no is sick and ready to hop into some gangsta shit. Who we be? We be some true niggas with what? true across our stomachs huh? counting legal drug money. I'm bro. Nationwide, we're running this underground with KL, Moby, Craig, Big Beat, by the Pound. Fuck with dope. one, you fuck with the song, you fuck get kidnapped if you would dirt that in your blood. Up on the wall, no let me be sick. Sick like no more from New Orleans to California. Bring your bitch to the show, I'm on her. My record sales increase every week. So fuck the police that keep stopping me. Jealousy, some say we kill it. Well, some say we kill it. Well, in actual fact, we be some true niggas. Some say we kill it. They call us killers. Kill it. Who we be? True niggas. Some say we deal it. Deal it. They call us killers. Kill it. Who we be? True niggas. Represent from New Orleans to Richmond, California, to the Midwest, to the world, nigga. True niggas. Today, Malcolm X formally announced his split with the black Muslim movement centered in Chicago. Malcolm was a top lieutenant in that movement. He's starting his own political org organization here in New York City. Mr. X has been quoted as saying that the white man is by nature a devil and that he must be destroyed. Mr. X, is your organization bent on the destruction of the white man? No, I don't think that you've ever heard any Muslim say anything about destroying the white man. Although when you listen to most whites, it appears that they're ready to destroy themselves. And listening to some of the debates that take place in the United Nations, I think most of them feel that they are destroying selves. No one will have to destroy the white man. He will destroy himself. What is the primary purpose of your new political social action organization? Um, I, we are organizing the Muslim Mosque Incorporated, uh, uh, which has as its uh, spiritual base the religion of Islam, and has its uh, political philosophy, black political, economic, and social philosophy, black nationalism. And just what do you mean by black nationalism? Is it the same thing as black superiority or what? Uh, black nationalism means uh, that the, uh, the political philosophy of black ma nationalism means that the black man should be in control of the politics of his own community. That the politicians in the black community should be black men answerable only to the people of that black community. The social, the uh, economic philosophy of black nationalism uh, means that the black man in the black community should be uh, permitted to be re-educated to the point where he can see how to establish his own businesses and factories and uh, uh, control the economy of his own community whereby he can employ himself, clothe himself, and house himself instead of having to be the uh, a welfare recipient or constantly begging the white man downtown. And the social philosophy of black nationalism is that the black man should uh, be proud of his own society, he should be uh, uh, ready and willing at all times to eliminate the ills and evils of his own society and thereby not having to force himself into the white society where he is not one. Today at the press conference you've advocated the formation of Negro rifle and shotgun clubs said that Negroes should uh, take rifles and shotguns into their homes again for self-defense. No, I, I said this, that in areas where the government has proven itself unable and un or unwilling to defend the Negro from the vicious attacks of the racists and the bigots and where their churches are being bombed and the little girls are being murdered, then they, it's time for the Negro himself, since it is legal to own a shotgun and it is legal to own a rifle, it is time for that so-called Negro man to wake up and be a man 
and do what is necessary to protect his life and his property as other people in this country protect their lives and their property. Welcome back. You're in the barbershop. Glad to have you here. I want to take this opportunity, as always, to ask for your support. Remember, the barbershop is black-owned, um, and, uh, you know, we're here for the political, social, and cultural benefit of black people, all right? I humbly ask that you do your part and support black media, something, obviously, that's desperately needed. You can do so by becoming a supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button at the top of the page, or uh, if you subscribe to the show there is a link in the uh, show description click on any of those links and it will take you um, to where you need to go in order to support the show all right just hit the uh, support button and you will be able to support also if you haven't already please subscribe to the show it really helps i'm on itunes google podcasts and spotify lastly your host he wants to hear from you uh, he wants to hear what you have to say. You can now leave me a message by clicking on the message button at the top and I will play it on the next episode. Tonight, my friend, my beautiful black friend, I am talking about black nationalism. Now, before I get into it, and uh, this is going to be a brief podcast, very short. Before I get into it, uh, let's give a definition for black nationalism so that we're all on the same page. All right. For the sake of the topic being discussed, we need to be on the same page. All right. Black nationalism is the advocacy uh, advocacy of or support for unity and political self-determination for black people, especially in the form of a separate black nation. Now, all of that should be the goal. All right. All of it is cool, uh, except that last bit in the form of a separate black nation. Friend, a separate black nation does not end white supremacy. This is your core problem. Uh, we have to learn from history. We have to learn from the political situation that is right before our eyes. Many African countries were formed out of black nationalist movements of the 60s. Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, just to name a few. Um... But these are countries that are separate to a certain extent, but ultimately are still dominated by whites globally. Same with Liberia. Liberia is a nation formed out of black nationalism. And I mean, technically it is separate, but yet it is still subjected to the global system of white supremacy. The point is, uh, the point is that there is no true separation. All right. Yes, we love the nation of uh, Islam. We love the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and, you know, do for self and all that. Absolutely. But remember, it's, this is very important. Uh, separation. Yeah, you want to separate cultures and all that. And, 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 you know, if you're saying we need a space, a space where we can be to ourselves, to clear our minds, to get our shit together. Absolutely. Yeah. All that's all that's cool. But let's not go too far and let's not divorce ourselves from reality. There is no separating from white people or anybody else because we all share the same air. We all share the same water. We all share the same land, ultimately. All right. We're all here on planet Earth. That means 
that it is not it is we're all interconnected all right we're all using the same resources we're all you know we're all um fighting for the same resources the same limited resources okay so there is there will always be connection so we can't truly separate so we 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 cannot live this dream as if uh we can form some prosperous separate you know some prosperous separate black nation um free of white people and the political reality which is that white supremacy oppresses all of us learn from history black wall street rosewood and uh, every other prosperous black city in the early 20th century these were people truly practicing black nationalism but they were only separate from dominant whites to a certain extent because when racists were ready to burn their towns down they did so they did so this is why i say black nationalism is a means but not the end we still have to take on and eliminate white supremacy period so yes to the extent that you know the attitude of black nationalism the swag of a black nationalism of of thinking from a nationalist perspective to the extent that is effective in getting ourselves right and getting ourselves ready to compete all right and getting ourselves ready to create alternatives which everyone can ultimately benefit from okay that's cool especially us obviously <laughs> all right but ultimately black nationalism the goal has to be to get F fba to a point in which we are ready to challenge and ultimately destroy white supremacy no more white domination if that's not the goal of black nationalism then it ain't shit then it's just another mistake kind of like unfortunately and i hate to say this uh seems as if pan-africanism was a mistake all right i don't it seems as if pan-africanism is not it's not even feasible at this point all right, I think the writing is on the wall. You know, from my experiences, the writing is on the wall uh, that different groups of black people just cannot get along, at least not to, not to the extent necessary to ultimately challenge and end white supremacy. All right, from where I'm looking, I'm not even convinced that on the African continent, most of these governments, most of these, uh, you know, most of the power brokers there really care about any white supremacy that, that is not i think they're comfortable with white supremacy they get their bread and butter from white supremacy all right this is why in my mind pan-african uh pan-africanism it, it's not even it's not possible i think about my own experiences you know they come here they're very disrespectful very disrespectful i remember as a kid growing up going to my non-fba black friends homes and feeling the contempt from their parents now as a kid i did not know what i had done wrong i did not understand why they looked at me as someone suspicious but now as an adult i understand it was because i was not from their their culture 
oh, I was not from their culture, uh, uh, you know, where they cook the chicken a different way. I was not from their culture where they moved their hips a different way. I was not from a culture where on Sunday they wear uh, multicolored clothing, whatever. Shit that don't mean nothing. I was not from their culture where they worshiped white Jesus. And so I was someone to be feared. This is, I experienced this. And don't give me this shit about it. It go, it works both ways because it does not. FBA, it, it is not in our culture to go around uh, mistreating non-FBA, non-whites. We don't do that. And don't give me this shit about African booty scratcher, uh, uh, Africans being clowned at the schoolhouse, nigga. Uh, the Africans clowning was not exclusively experienced by non-FBA. Clowning is a feature of FBA culture. All right. So if you came to school on casual Fridays, nigga, with your flourishing penny loafers on and your uh, yellow khaki pants and your green tie, yes, you got clowned. If you came to school in your Sunday's best, everyone else rocking tennis, yeah, you got clowned. It was not because you were African. It was because you were you were not trying to fit in. Now, people being made fun of for not fitting in, this is not something exclusively experienced by Africans or non-FBA. This is a thing that kids do worldwide, nigga. Get your mind right. Some of you all are so butthurt from these clowning sessions that you experienced 35 years ago and you, you know, you still have a negative taste in your mouth as a result of one, two days of clowning. Nigga. I mean, come on. So no, it does not work both ways. African, I have been told, all right, that when immigrants come over here, you know, as they go through the process of getting here that whites tell them they're better than us and not to fuck with us this is what i've been told by immigrants themselves and i think too many of uh our immigrant friends especially those from africa and the caribbean uh, caribbean i think they take that message from white people to heart and they do look at in my experience um they don't not all obviously all right but too many of them do not respect us. They don't. They don't. So this is why I say, like, you know, Pan-Africanism, uh, hey, it sounds good. And trust me, if there was any, if I could see any evidence of uh, Pan-Africanism Pan truly being able to end white supremacy, uh, I would be all for it. All right? I know where I'm from, nigga. I mean... If you have black skin, at some point, you come out of the African continent. Don't matter if you got here as a slave or if you got here as a trader before Christopher Columbus, whatever, and you, you know, and you settled, whatever. But, you know, everybody with black skin comes out of the African continent. Hell, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I don't want to dig too deep into this, digging ourselves further and further in the hole. But the common scientific knowledge says now that all modern humans come out of Africa. All right. But we're talking 100 plus thousand years ago. All right. So let's just keep it within 2000 years. All right. 
if you're a person with black skin, you you're at some point your people came out of Africa. All right. So I know where I'm from. And again, Pan-Africanism. It's logical. I mean, you would think that people that have been affected by white supremacy would naturally be allies in ultimately trying to end white supremacy. But this is not the case. By all means, if you have evidence of Africans and people in the Caribbean, like truly fighting white supremacy, send me this evidence. Send me the evidence at Cobras underscore shop. That's my Twitter handle. I want to see this because I, I mean, I just don't see this. I don't see it at all. African and Caribbean people, from my experience, they, they're, they're just not oriented towards having any kind of a chip on their shoulder directed at whites. They are, however, oriented at having a chip on their shoulder uh, directed at FBA. So, yeah. But, yeah, send, send me the evidence. Send me the evidence. Really quickly, I'm going to wrap up here. So, you know, I've been on Twitter spaces. I've been on Twitter spaces now for the past month. It's very nice to listen to other FBA talk about our experiences with immigrants and politics and, uh, you know, what we should be doing and what we shouldn't do and all this. But and, you know, for the most part, I just sit and I listen. But with these Twitter spaces, listen to me and listen carefully. There's too much talking. There's too much talking and not enough delegating. Delegating of what? Delegating of action. We've been talking for 500 plus years. All right. Everyone's an intellectual. Everyone knows. Okay. And yet we're still in the same predicament we were in at the end of the Civil War. Someone needs to be doing some leading. Someone needs to be doing some administrating, some organizing. And everyone else needs to be taking the orders. That's how it works. See, we got this thing where everyone gets to talk. No, no, nigga, no, no. Everyone does not get to talk. At a certain point, the talking has to stop and the delegating has to start. Figure out what your talent is or what your talents are and apply that towards ending white supremacy. That's the best I can give you in this moment. It's a general recommendation for how all the meetings should be done in these spaces. All right, people should be thinking about, okay, what am I good at? How can I use my talents towards, towards ending white supremacy? All right, if you have a room, ultimately, this is where this is where this, the discussion needs to be going. All right, too much talking, not enough action. Are you a banker? Well, write some financial literature uh, free. <laughs> free, all right, maybe not free, but start a blog. Write articles on finance tailored to FBA because we need a specific narrative on finance because of our experiences. See, but these are, are the types of discussions that should be had in these rooms as opposed to just beating a dead horse, talking about the same thing over and over again. And then, oh, the arguing needs to stop. The arguing, the bickering, the nasty attitudes. And this is a waste of time. This is not constructive. Everyone should be leaving these spaces with a marching order. All right, nigga, you teach. Make sure in your lesson, nigga, that you are covering FBA with your FBA children in your classroom. Explain to them, all of them may not have come 
from slaves. I'm just giving an example of what a teacher could do and how a teacher can contribute to fighting white supremacy. Teaching FBA children their history as best he or she can. That's very important. Very important because, you know, one has to know themselves in order to fight white supremacy. You have to know yourself and where you've been and ultimately what the problem is or otherwise your efforts will be wasted. Yeah, but in these Twitter spaces, too much talking, too much talking, too much intellectualizing. You know, there's a lot of one-upmanship going on. Someone says something and someone else has to refute it, has to debate it. It's like, okay, and then it's, but where are we going with this? Ultimately, what am I supposed to take away from this? And what action am I supposed to be performing to undermine white supremacy? Use these Twitter spaces for delegating responsibilities. And you can start by figuring out what it is people do. What do you do? What's your talent, nigga? What do you do? And make sure everyone ultimately wants to end white supremacy. Because I'm finding in these Twitter spaces, I don't think everyone wants to end white supremacy. Some people don't even want to say white supremacy. See, this is like a person not wanting to diagnose their sickness. Fuck you going how the fuck you gonna uh, fix your sickness and your sickness if you don't even want to diagnose it correctly? Use these Twitter spaces to talk, to talk about white people, white supremacy, and how to end it. Period. Because from what I've been hearing, at least not all of it, but to an unacceptable extent, it has been reflective of our biggest Achilles heel. That is, is that we don't get along. We don't get along. We always have to argue. Fuck are you arguing for? All this heat for other niggas, but yet you don't have no heat for the white people oppressing you. You don't have no heat for the systems dominating you. No, that's not acceptable. Not acceptable at all. Fight white supremacy. Uh, my wife and I, we've been watching Bel Air and let me tell you, it's a good show. It's a good show. The Carlton character is different in Bel-Air as opposed to what he was in the original running of the Fresh Prince. He's more, he has a lot of animosity towards Will. He's an arrogant asshole. He's not goofy. He's kind of like, in a, he's kind of in a sunken place. They created this character as someone that's been around whites his entire life and he's truly not connected with black people. And he's an arrogant asshole, all right? Um, the guy who plays Carlton, he, he does it really well. He has an arrogant asshole kind of a look about him. Uh, and he plays the part really well. This show, like, the characters are, are very well casted. The guy they have playing Will, he's a really good Will Smith. He's lovably confident. Cocky, all right? But he's fun. And he comes across, he's likable. And that's exactly what Will Smith was in, in the first running of The Fresh Prince. Kind of a cocky lovably cocky all right lovably cocky uh and confident that's why we liked him the uncle phil again like he's a 2022 version of uncle phil so i think in the last running of uh the first prince i think the uncle phil he was um he was all about respectability and i think he was a republican this time around the banks they are democrats fitting with the times i guess of course this is hollywood so you know 
they're going to be Democrats. You know, your host, he doesn't he doesn't do the whole Republican Democrat thing. He looks for good policy and good legislation, which is we haven't got we haven't gotten that um, in 100 plus years. All right. So, yeah, your host, he doesn't do the Democrat or Republican thing. But in, you know, but the show is, you know, comes out of Hollywood and in Hollywood, in that institution, most they're mostly Democrats. And as a black person, if you're politically active, um, being part of the Democratic Party is the fashionably correct thing to do. So, yes, the banks, uh, they are Democrats. All right. But overall, Bel Air is a really good show. Um, I've heard some critics talk about the cinematography. I mean, I did not. I, it's not like if something is wrong with the cinematography, it escapes me. It's probably something that uh, more competent eyes can pick up on. You know, people that are actually uh, skilled in cinematography and, you know, that have had experience with it. Um, they can pick up on things, but it's nothing. It's it's not a Tyler Perry shoot, all right? Because with Tyler Perry, your eyes don't have to be trained on shit in order to see some of the mistakes and gaffes that he has on his shit, all right? It, there's it's nothing like that, all right? So, uh, Bel Air, my wife and I, we really enjoy. Um, we really enjoy it. We recommend that you watch it too. Subscribe to the show. Do it now. Also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at cobras underscore shop and remember leave a message with your thoughts and your comments i will play them on the next show till next time god bless ground control to major tom Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground control to Major Tom Seven, six Commencing countdown engines on Check ignition and may God's love be with you.
spaceship. 